The following is a KPV MediaWorks production. Choose your fighter. And we're going. Welcome to another episode of KPV Cast, guys. With me today, I have an old school New York legend. RK legend, great guy in the FGC, one of the best kept secrets within the East Coast FGC. <laughs> Everybody who knows him loves him. We're bringing you to, we're bringing you him right now, and his name is Summoning. Sir, how are What's you? What's up, my friends? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see you. No man, it's good great to even to talk you. to you guys. Yeah, man, great to see you. And guys, he's coming all the way from Sweden. So Stockholm. <laughs> there you go. He moved out there quite a few a while back, and he's here to share some of his stories with us. So, as always, you know, this is going to be more of a little bit of a MK podcast, MK legacy for this man. Because, again, he, did grew, he, he grew up in the arcade scene. This guy goes back a long – he goes back a long time, guys. You know, if, if, if you want anything MK, if you want anything arcade-related, this is the man you go to, along with James MK. But yep, gotta, summoning, gotta before we get on with everything with uh, MK and all that good stuff, tell us, first of all, how did you get into fighting games? All right. So, long story, but I'll keep it as short as possible. <laughs> Please, by all means. Um, as you see my shirt here, we're this is all we back in the day, it was only MK guys were into into heavy metal. They were into metal music, okay? To be honest, cuz there was fatalities and oh man, this is great. You know, it goes yeah, yeah. hand in hand. So, we would we would actually like go to an arcade and we would see like these like you know black shirt guys playing. Ah, oh, you got some metalheads playing MK. That's great. And we would sit there and talk and compare bands and you know and just just play the games. But that's basically how it started, to be honest. Because we we you would go to an arcade and you would play people in the arcade because you didn't have no home versions of anything. You it's one on one. You go to an arcade, you play somebody side by side. It's usually a fighting game or a football game or a Racing car race. Yeah, whatever it is, that's what you would do as a as a kid. Your parents would drop you off to a to an arcade. There was no first person. St- I mean, you know, it was just that's what you did. So basically, fighting games is the only thing that I knew. I didn't I I didn't even know what an arcade. I mean, like I played the older games like, you know, Robotron and stuff. But then when the next step was fighting games. So that's basically how it started. You know, you mentioned Stuff something, like and it's something I never really noticed. Uh, I actually just noticed it now, you telling me. But what was it, that correlation between MK and rock and roll? You know, like, what what, what the heck was it that, you know, I mean, rock and roll has well, been around for a long time, heavy metal, whichever genre of rock you like. But what was it mm-hmm. about MK that basically, you know, you united both genres, both Mortal Kombat and rock and roll? Well, I don't know if you remember. The, well, the movie was way past. The, the movie was when MK movie came out. Oh, they were already up to Ultimate, I think. Yeah, UMP3. Uh, so yeah, I believe so. So yes. basically, basically, when when it was the early it was the early 90s, late 80s, or early 90s, I'd say when MK1 came out, people people were into the into the heavier metal, like the death metal stuff, the really yes. heavy shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, MK had fucking fatalities. You know what I mean? Like you could just rip someone's head off. Like, oh my god, that's great. And back in the day, that was like, I got, I'll get into the hiding, the fatalities and all that stuff. But it was, it was huge. Like, yeah, we got to play that game and we got to meet people who play that game. You know what I mean? That's how, that's how, so we were into, we were always into extreme music 
and like the country that I live in is only metal. Everybody here is only into metal. That's just how it is. I mean, it's accepted here. It's it's just it's a way of life here. So oh, nice. I mean, yeah, it's it's completely out of the '80s and '90s here. I I never thought it like you know I just love the old school feel. But yes, this MK for us was for me, for not for Jimmy, not for for me and my. I have very personal close friends who are into very even Long Island Joe. That's what he listens to. He listens to brutal death metal. That's what he listens to. <laughs> I don't know if a lot, I don't know if a lot of people, a lot of you guys know that. Joe listens well, to some crazy I know he's shit. Into, I know he's into the mosh pit scene. I didn't know, you know, how hardcore death metal, Bro, rock and roll. Joe he is into to. the Joe's into dying fetus and crazy bands like sick shit. I mean, I can <laughs> play you some stuff later. I mean, like you would not believe it. I mean, he is into crazy stuff. But he was also part of the story, which I'll get into. So go ahead. Well, and then you said um, you fell in love right right off the bat with Mortal Kombat. You knew Street mm -hmm. Fighter existed. Um, what other fighting yes. games besides Street Fighter Two uh, were? I mean, WrestleMania, the arcade game, if you want to classify mm -hmm. that as a fighting game. But like you said, the gore, the um, you know, mm -hmm. all all that, all the blood. And yes, there is a correlation yep. between that and rock and roll, especially super hardcore death metal. You fell yeah, in, in love our with scene. Yes, right. in your in scene, our yes. scene. Yeah. You mm -hmm. fell in love with MK. What was it about MK besides the gore and the blood? Was it just uh, maybe the characters? They felt so much different compared to something like Street Fighter. What else was it about the game that you loved? No, it really was the controversial fatalities and stuff. It was like, we got to play this. I mean, nobody ever seen that before. I mean, Street Fighter, of course, was the more finesse game. Lots of people played it. Then MK just came out of nowhere, and, and Johnny Cage just punched your head off. Like, dude, we got to play that game. You of know? Course. But yeah. you, whoever's watching at home, you got to think of us as, like, these old people who just, this was a big thing for us back then. Anything that comes out for you guys nowadays is no big deal. It's already been done. But imagine no phones, no, we had fucking beepers, man. We had beepers. You know what I mean? Like, we had, we get text messages and stuff, like, you know. Beeper, what's that? We, we, yeah, I mean, we we had we had no phones. We didn't have any. We didn't have no internet. Not we had none of that stuff. We just went to an arcade, and we just seen like Johnny Cage punching the head off. Just think about that. I mean, there was a commercial. The Mortal Kombat commercial was amazing. That was on, but that was like home version times. I think I don't even I yes. don't even remember. But like when MK came out, people were like, "This is this is awesome." How big? I mean, how big was the controversy when that game came out? I mean, I remember. I'm sure a lot of people watching this. Probably they've heard of it, but you experienced mm. it again. How big was it? We had politicians talking about this. Look, you want to know a reason yes. why kids grow up violent? Because stuff like Mortal Kombat that's dressed up as a video game where people have their spines ripped out. Again, how? explain to our viewers how big was the controversy. I I know this, and, and again, like Jimmy's going to fill in the blanks because I remember, I remember there was a huge parental controversy huge like there was freaking press conferences and stuff about like banning the games from the game was banned from certain countries i know like i'm a lot of friends with a lot of australians now i believe the bit the game was banned in australia or one of the games mk9 maybe i don't remember but there was i know that was way past it but there was mk games that were banned in certain countries yes there was parents who went freaking ballistic about the fatalities and it was really really crazy crazy stuff of course we wanted to play the game of course we did we, we were like we have to play this game we have to this is this is like this is this is what i brought this up before when we were testing but when i was in college 
Okay, let's just take an example. We did not have the between class thing. So I would go home and I wouldn't come back because it's like I had four hours between classes sometimes. You guys have the net. You guys have your phones, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Shit, we had nothing. I mean, like, you'd have to keep me really motivated. I mean, I'm thinking about, like, who I'm going to beat down at the arcade. I ain't going back to class. I'm going to go, I'm going to go play something. So my school actually had an MK machine. Had an MK1 machine. Talking 92. What school was this? And I probably sat in there for 10 hours a day. What school did you go go to that had the privilege of having an MK machine? Uh, On Long Island, CW Post. I went to college there. And And uh, they had an amazing arcade. Was that the busiest machine there? It was MK all day. You know, Street Fighter was always busy, but it was MK because of the wow factor. Because of the fatalities. It was crazy. Everybody loved it. You know, it was it was awesome. Well, you you have your school right there. You go to arcades mm-hmm. and, you know, growing up in your youth, your college days. Explain yep. to us a little bit, if you want, the rivalry, because there's always a rivalry be- between a few things, a rivalry between Street Fighter, the mm-hmm. the game that's been out, the one that, you know, a lot of people get. Um, Hey, this was my first fighting game, Street Fighter 2. Now you have Mortal okay. Kombat, a game with all this gore, and everybody feels, oh, that's the only reason why that game is even getting that publicity. But explain right. that that rivalry between the Street Fighter fans versus the Mortal Kombat fans. Um, it's really great that you asked this question because I can explain it in such a way that, that probably nobody really thinks about. So I made the best friends of my life playing MK and Street Fighter during that era. I still talk to all those guys today. I've introduced Matt to almost every single person we played. It's got to be over 40 people in one arcade, which we still have contact with. The Street Fighter guys, and again, I'm not stereotyping. I'm not saying anything bad about anybody. Usually it would be like Asian players and like uh, sophisticated guys who would just play really hardcore matches. And 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 you had the MK guys who were just metalheads and just retarded. We were just dumb, (laughs) you know, and we just didn't have a thing about it. We would just go in and just so the street fighter guys would come over and be like yeah you know mk is pretty trashy because you, when you kick the guy you fall down yes okay so you kick the guy you fall in street fighter you combo you know you do a kick it's more like a real life fighting game where you kick the guy and maybe you could like uppercut him at the end or you get like a two-hit combo you know this it's was like, it's again, like pushback was, yeah there was no combos in mk1 and 2 no official combos zero combo meter nothing like that so basically, when we started talking to Street Fighter guys, they would make fun of MK because they're like, ah, it's, it's just kick you and you fall, sweep, you know, whatever, just bullshit tactics with, with uh, fireballs and things like that. While Street Fighter's more finesse and you would have uh, the cross-up jump kicks and you could do... So that's the arguments. They would be like, this is, a, this is not as good of a game as Street Fighter. And, but the thing is, MK had way more... It made way more money in the arcade. Oh, it of course. Did. Straight of course up. It did. Why? Because of the because of the wow factor. Because people were just like, this is way cooler. And the Street Fighter guys were always about finesse. And you always. bring that up that uh, Mortal Kombat made a lot of money. What a lot of people don't realize, yes, arcades were big, but Mortal mm. Kombat, even though yes, there was controversy, let's not forget that. Mortal Kombat, what it also did, Street Fighter did do it. What I'm about to say, Street Fighter 2 did do it, but Mortal Kombat, because of the controversy behind it, brought more people to arcades. And like you said, that equaled more mm-hmm. money. 
because mm-hmm. wait, wait, what the heck is this? It, whenever there's a controversy, people are curious, and they go yes. to yeah, they they go to said controversy to see what's going on, and they see it's an arcade, and like you say, it, it brings more money in. Controversy sells, like Eric Bischoff oh, yeah. would say, and that game, yep. I mean, and it's you know further iterations just kept proving it. Maybe until Mortal Kombat Four came out, but Mortal Kombat One, like you said, I mean that that thing was just. A, a money oh, guzzler man. quarters, you know? Yeah. And it was 50 cents as well. And that's a lot of money back then. It's a lot of cash. So when, when we, dude, when we cashed our dollar, we would make that shit count. You know what I mean? Like, it would count. Because, it's you know, you spend a 20 bucks a day, whatever. That's, that's a lot of loot. Yes. And right. here's something else. So the fatalities for MK1, I'm going to bring up that real quick. They were known to everyone. Everyone knew them. Okay, so then, uh, I mean, I'm not even going to jump to MK2 yet because MK1 has so much backstory. Of course. Yeah. So basic, b- basically, what happened was you had these two games in the arcades. You had Street Fighter and you had MK, and they were always there, okay, no matter what happened. You had your two different types of players, and if you were at an arcade where you went, to there, you, went, you went there all the time, you would eventually get friends with the Street Fighter guys. They would, they would kind of cross over and play MK. But I was the guy who they would take over to Street Fighter. And they would be like, all right, we're going to show you how to do, like, you know, uh, medium kick, uh, you know, fireball, cancel yeah. the fireball. That stuff was unheard of to an MK player. They didn't give a shit. They just didn't care about the game. So it was like I, I met so many people playing MK. Like, let's, let's venture over to Street Fighter, guys. Nah. You know, we don't want to play that game. So I would be friends with the Street Fighter guys, with the MK guys, and it was a rivalry because because of the way, because of the skill levels of the games. Even to this day, I agree the Street Fighter is way more heavily skilled game. MK people could get all mad at me all they want, but it's it's facts. Street Fighter is a it, Sonic Fox, for example, the best MK player ever, in my opinion. I, I don't really see him playing Street Fighter because it's freaking it's a different game. It's I don't think he could win that game. I, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying I just think that there's two different types of games. And I just think the Street Fighter's always been the heavily skilled game and MK's always been the flash factor. You know, that's that's my opinion since of I've se- I've seen it since day 1. Going back so. one last thing, uh you brought up yeah. the uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, excuse me, the Mortal Kombat fans and the Street Fighter fans, how some Street Fighter fans mm-hmm. look down on Mortal Kombat. Oh, it's all flash and gore. There's not much thing. What did they think of the button setup? Cuz MK when you first see it at an arcade, well, at least when I saw it, it's like like what the heck is this? Look like a they they like spidered it out, you know? Yeah. That was probably the biggest problem. Because once they saw the block button, they were like this is complete trash. They're like you you can't you can't hold you block. What's what the hell is that? You know, you just hold back like that's what you guys are. You hold back. You know what I mean? And that was a big thing too, because you would watch you would watch the um the Street Fighter players have no clue what to do. You would just see that they would be like, ah, okay, yeah, we played a game or two, we're done. Why was now, that a crazy concept to them? Having a block button? It's even today. There, there's, there's even today having a block button. It's so not fighting games. You know what I mean? It's just so. It's just. It doesn't make sense. You know, and us MK guys, like I, I am an MK guy. I, I am, a hundred, but only the first four. I don't even. They don't exist to me after four. 
Ever since the arcade died, I don't play any of the, any home versions. You're I don't even know how to play on a pad. Yeah, you're as I, I can as show you all the sticks I have. I, I'm surrounded by sticks here. I do. I don't even know how to use a pad. It's impossible. I have no idea. I don't even know what, what to do. Just like you have a stick behind you, I got sticks everywhere. There's <laughs> shit everywhere. But because I have to have like a stick for every different every game. There's there's nothing I could do about it. So yes, the block button was a huge huge turnoff for Street Fighter players. They they were they did not know what to do, and they made fun of it too, because it's funny. I think it is. So you know, yeah. What was your first What was your first experience with a Mortal Kombat one tournament? I'm sure you know you, you said it yourself. You went to college. You had an arcade mm-hmm. there. You I, I mean you mm-hmm. grew up during the arcades heyday. So I'm sure every corner mm-hmm. bodega, uh, big arcades like Broadway Arcade and all the other arcades that have been mentioned on this show before. Somebody must have organized the tournament back then. What was your experiences with it if you if you attended it? If um, you attended I any, excuse me. Safely tell you that every tournament from MK1, 2, and 3 was run by either me or Jimmy. Seriously. In, in the East Coast. In, in Long Island. No one else had any. There was nothing. I'll get into the MK2 stuff. That's mm-hmm. when it started getting really serious. MK1... We had, we would do like, we'd get like six or seven people at Westbury Nathan's and we would have like a chart and we'd, we'd do round robin or whatever. And I mean, the winner would get like $5 or whatever, but that's, that's how it was back then. There was no way to get in touch with anybody. This was before the phones and stuff. No chance. You might've been able to put a poster outside. We knew the, we knew the people who ran the arcades MK1 tournament today. There's nobody to join it. You know what I mean? Just the same (laughs) kids who play every day. You know, that's actually so, it was about to ask. I mean, like you said it yourself, you and James took over and decided, hey, you know what? We're going to do it. I mean, it, during a time without no cell phones where it was dial up, where you could go to a corner, put a quarter in and, you know, call somebody. How did you go yes. about trying to promote this besides putting up, like you said, besides putting up, uh, hey, guys, there's a Mortal Kombat 1 tournament where you basically just praying some people came out? Yeah, it was, dude, it was, there was nothing. There was nothing, but uh, you, the MK the MK2 stuff you're gonna love because oh, that's well, that's where it got that. that's where it got that's where it got nuts. So, so that's the that's that's just the core just that's the core stuff I'm getting into. Street Fighter 2, MK, MK1. Okay, so so I'll I'll, just, I'll go a little bit further now. So that's let's say a year, about yeah. a year. Every day, people would go there during their lunch break. Like I'm just gonna take our arcade. Our arcade was Westbury Nathan's. Okay, Long Island, Westbury, Nathan's. Me, Jimmy, our whole crew who we met amongst the years, still together today, to this day. Oh, yeah. We still, I could still get all these guys on right now and they'll back me up. So we would play. We would come during our lunch break. People would come because everybody worked. And for like, from like 12 to 1, we'd play. And we'd, we would, uh, or we would come at after work till, because it was open till 10 o'clock at night. I mean, it was awesome. What are you going to do back then? You take your car, you drive to the arcade, park your car, and you, you play the games and go home. There's nothing to do. I mean, you know, you, know you, you could also drink on the weekends and stuff, but we were, we were gamers. We didn't care about the drinking. We wanted to play. We didn't do anything bad. We just wanted to play. So that was like a year. We, there was a different arcades we went to. We, we went to the arcade on 110. I'm talking Long Island. I don't know if, if you guys know. Long Island was a huge MK place. You know, I was Jersey actually... was as well. I was mm-hmm. about to – sorry to cut you off. I was about to That's ask okay. you before you got into that story. You know, um, I got into the MK scene, at least the offline, with uh, VSM Long Island Phil. 
Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I was there. I saw you there many times. Yep. You know, I I've been to Chinatown, and as as it's been um, as it's been told in this podcast before, there wasn't really mm. an MK machine there. Uh, the right. arcades in Manhattan, you know, they, they were they were casual, if you want to call them casual, friendly arcades, because a lot of people forget arcades were a business. You know, it's not just a place where you go yes. hang out with your buddies, but yes. Um, you know, you have Phil, you have uh, Dark Rob, and you have some others mm-hmm. in Long Island. Uh, Li Joe, he's an MK player, of course. Then you have guys yep. like yourself and James. Why was mm-hmm. it that Long Island was the central hub for MK in New York? How come there, I, uh, from what you could tell, I mean, you've been in this for a long time. Why wasn't there that much of a big scene in New York City, considering it's New York City? There's so many arcades around here. I'm pretty sure more compared to Long Island, but why was Long Island right. the hub? Well, well, here's what here's what I think. This is this is again not facts. I'm just pulling up information in my head. Li Joe is probably one of the best fighting game players there is. Yes. Right. Let's say. Okay. He was uh, he was he was an MK guy in Long Island. I know I knew his I know his father for 25 years, whatever. Um, I'm using him as the example here as like the mecca because I don't know if there's anyone else. As big as he is, but Long Island Joe played with us. So that being said, it had to be our scene. It just had to be where we were because I think he came to us because he heard about us. Is that's the only thing I could tell you. I can't tell you right now of any person. I know all the old school players, but I don't think they the, the scene that they had was as big as Long Island was. That's that's what I'm trying to say. So I'm right, basing right. it off of him, off of off of how good he is today. And um, guys like him would say me. There was there was like seven or eight really good play. Like up there, Jimmy was never. I would say Jimmy was never like the best. I think I was better than Jimmy in in all the games. But but he was Jimmy was my I was my bodyguard. I mean, you couldn't go to an arcade without somebody backing you up. Because if you went to an arcade and you played somebody, you could get freaking ass kicked. If you came with a group. Okay, you know we're not gonna mess with these guys. So I would I would win a lot of matches and I'd be hiding behind Jimmy and stuff because he was as crazy as he is now. I mean, Jimmy saved my life from many beatings. So we're, we'll get into think. some arcade stories later on because everybody, yep. at least Shock and uh, J360, uh, we've heard plenty of arcade stories. I can't wait to get those oh, with you. But going back God. to the Long Island being the MK. <laughs> yeah. So so because and that's the thing too. Long Island Long Island was also a rough place to play. So I mean this has got a lot to do with it. I do believe people found out about us through other players, like, oh you gotta go to Long Island and play. We did try to go we did try to go to NYC, but that was during the MK two days. Uh this it was it was it was good, but it wasn't as good as uh, the Long Island scene. The Long Island scene was just it was just ridiculous. It was just everybody everywhere. It was awesome. I mean, I wish I could, even uh, even in uh, it was it was pre- pretty much the, where we were in Long Island and like Spaceplex. I don't know if you ever heard of that place. No, I don't that think I heard really, of that place. No, that's really far out east, and like a few other really big arcades where people used to just play all day. So and then you meant, a... I'm sorry, mm-hmm. so, so finish up. No, go ahead. No, it's no, okay. you also you also mentioned New Jersey as being a Mortal Kombat hub. Yes, um, that's where I met. Uh, Grinch from uh, the, he still works for Midway today. Uh, he, the NBA Jam guy. Uh, he's um, he's a secret character in NBA Jam. Yeah, look him up. Oh, Brian LeBaron. Okay. 
I think I think yeah, I've heard he, of him. You know, I mean, I play the heck out of NBA Jam and all those secret characters. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I think at, uh, I think I remember him. I met him at the uh, Willowbrook Arcade in uh, in Jersey. So, and that was a pretty big, and that's where Brady used to play too. So, Tom Brady, one of the oh, community's the MK, favorite people. M- MK4 master, he was. He was the best. There was a lot of there was a lot of people that I actually met, and we never knew who these guys were. I mean, I met them, and then I figured out later who they were. You know, so that's the thing. Well, you said you and James were the ones who decided to, um, you know, organize all the stuff in Long Island. Who would you mm-hmm. say were the ones that decided to organize everything in New Jersey? I, I, I'll get to that. That's MK2 oh. stuff. I'll, I'll well, get to that. I mean, that's a, that's a story in itself. Uh, so let's we'll finish up with the MK1. So basically, Long Island is where these, these guys used to show up at about like six or seven arcades. I'm talking Long Island Joe. Um, me, Jimmy, uh, like 10, 10 or 12 more of us. Those guys, the 10 or 12 more of us, they never made it to the MK scenes. So only me, Jimmy, uh, made it to VSM. But I got VSM people. I got my old friends there, but they never got on stream. They were just, they just came to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of course. So when you guys were playing MK9, I was playing two and three with those guys. You I guys remember never those days those very guys. well. Those guys, we were playing in a small monitor in the back. Those were the guys that I grew up with who played one and two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was just nice that I can still do that with them today, to this day. That's what my stream is about on Combat Network. I play mm-hmm. all my old friends all the time. All well, I like do. you said, you know what? It's uh, even those VSM days. I do remember that. And it, it was, it, you know, it's not 20 or 30 people, but it's still seven hardcore guys who this is what they grew up with. And even yep. if it is one time a week, even if it is for only an hour, just bringing back that, you know, those memories, because th- that stuff stays mm-hmm. with you. You may move mm-hmm. on in life. You may have kids or something like that. But, yep. y- you know, when you dedicate so much time to the arcade scene like you guys did, e- again, even an hour going, getting back together with your friends, that's very oh, cherished. Man. It is. It is. Met the best friends of my life playing games. I'm not kidding. That's a fact. FGC was was I, I'm telling you, created by Jimmy and me. I'm telling you, it was. But nobody, nobody, there was nobody out there who was doing anything. We even got on the internet. We did so much stuff that no one knows who we are. People know who Jimmy is because Jimmy, he's in your face. He don't give a shit. Yeah. I I was always I always played the game. I'm friends that, with everyone. They my own team hated me because I was so friendly to even the enemies. <laughs> You know what I mean? I love people. I want to learn how to. Play. I want. I want to know how to. How those guys. How how they work. How, what they do. How they do things. I want to keep in touch with people. You know, like I've always been about the FGC since the first day it came out, and I have documented proof that we were before anybody. I can even. That's coming up. Well, I'm like I you said, right you're you're one of the best kept secrets in the FGC. You know, <laughs> the, the, you you're in the background all the time, but you you really do care, but. Mortal Kombat 1 fades out. We see the success the yep. game comes, and we know there's yep. going to be a sequel. Boom, here's Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. 2. Bigger, better, more colorful, more in-your-face. Mm-hmm. When that game comes out, what was everybody's reaction oh. in your group? All right, uh, so now I'm going to get into the lime one. Okay, so I walk into Comac Movie Theater one day. That's in uh, Long Island. All right, Comac, New- Comac, Long yep. Island. I've been there before. Yep. Yep, and I walked into the movie theater, and I was like, MK2. That's got to be a joke. I had no idea. No clue. And, um, yeah, I hung out with Jimmy a lot, and they were saying, yeah, it's coming out one day. Yeah, okay, whatever. 
So I, I, I ran to the arcade. I skipped the fucking movie we were going to see. I was like, whatever. Went to the arcade. First character I picked, of course, Johnny Cage. I remember the first match I ever played in my entire life of that game. And I beat the guy I played. Of course I did. Never even touched the game before, but it's the same exact game as yes. it was MK1. Except you could turn around jump kick. No, what you couldn't do that in MK1. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, could, you know, you could just... So I was beating everybody doing that. Shadow kick after that two-hit combo. Oh, pretty nice. And of course, the first thing that I did was the, it was forward, 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 high punch for the, for the uppercut. I'm like, yeah, this didn't work. So I told everybody, I'm like, this game's got to be a hack or something. This this can't be this. This can't be right, you know? Well, especially with sudden, um, especially with yeah. Street Fighter Rainbow Edition, now we already seen hacks. Right. So you see this, right. it's like, wait a minute, hold right. on, this is bullshit. Right. There is no way right. this is a licensed product. Right. Right. So we went back to the arcade. We kept playing that game because we didn't see it anywhere. All of a sudden, bam! It's everywhere. Like, oh man, this is this is real. Like, this is. This is we have to dedicate our lives to this game, and that's what we did. We, Jimmy, Jimmy was already. Uh, this was the early revisions. My 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 remembrance of Jimmy is I used to walk into Westbury Nathan's. He can back up the story. This is one hundred percent true. Um, he, he he was with uh, he was with his like fiance at the time. And uh, we we all we all um, I mean smoking was allowed in the arcade, so there was cigarette burns and stuff and all over the machines and it was all allowed inside. You could do that ashtrays next to the machines. So I I would walk into Westbury Nathan's and I saw Jimmy doing the Scorpion Infinite in Revision One, which is the high punch teleport teleport. You just yes. keep teleporting. Okay, so, and I was like, this guy, this guy, we gotta beat this guy. You know what I mean? Like. And we started talking that way. And we were bringing up stuff like, you know, just, that's awesome. Like, we've never seen anybody do that, you know? And there was a couple of guys there. We used to, pay, we used to practice anti-airs. That's all we ever did in our whole lives. I mean, you can't, never, you can't jump at me in those early games. You know that. Yeah. That's, like, that's, not a, that's not a good idea. So we paid to learn that shit. I was we about paid. to say that. Yeah. I was about to yes. say, guys. There was no training modes in these arcades. These right. guys were literally putting right. in quarters, knowing right. it's like, this is how we're going to learn this stuff. We're literally right. wasting money standing there. Just uh, let's see what happens if we hit high punch when this happens. Hundreds of dollars, dude. Hundreds. And every combo that I hit on you, that I've played, I've played you. Every combo that I ever hit on anybody, I paid to learn that combo. I figured that shit out by myself. Nobody helped me. We put our notes together at the end of the day. We had paper and pen. We were crazy. Frame data, whatever. We would just figure out what we could figure out. And we got good. We got damn good. So what happened was, you're talking 92, 93 right now. We started getting on IRC. I don't even know if you guys know what that is. Oh, I know what IRC is. Okay. There's a lot of people. Steve's laughing. He knows what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So there was BBS boards bolt and board systems and there was irc and there was two easy ways to get an irc back then one was through netcom and the other one was through aol okay so of course we went to pound or hashtag mk okay so we went on i mean i'm, I'm skipping i'm skipping a lot of stuff but i'm, I'm getting into the internet stuff because you were to ask about tournaments mm-hmm. okay so we went into a channel comp called Pound MK, 
and there'd be like, I don't know, 15 people in there. And we met, uh, again, I only have two hours, so I'm going to give you guys stories of fun stuff. <laughs> don't worry about so, it. Just um, keep going. So uh, we met a group of guys in the Willowbrook Arcade. And they're like, yeah, come bring your crew down. We're going we're gonna to show you what's up. Okay? And Long Island to Willowbrook, back then, that's far. That's yes. like two hours. You know what I mean? They didn't expect we'd show up. So we took five of our top guys. Jimmy drove. We fucking wrecked them. Dude, we <laughs> wrecked them. I mean, they had no idea what hit them. And, and, and I mean, I mean, this is, okay, now I'm in UMK three days. I'm just bringing this up. This is when Revision 3 came up or whatever. I know I'm jumping in. I'm jump, I have so much stuff to say, but I know I'm jumping. So, like, this is the only organized, like, you asked me for organized stuff. This is organized things that I'm thinking about. Okay, so we went, we actually went to an arcade the day, like, Ultimate Chip came in. The chip for UMK. Right. We never, none of us even played the game, and we wrecked them. We wrecked them with, with tactics that we had from MK2. You know what I mean? Yeah. Two of the guys, two of the guys we, we, we destroyed them the whole night. We were friends with them, whatever. Two, two of those guys followed us home. They followed us home because we went to the 24-hour arcade to play more MK. So we left their arcade when it closed. We drove all the way back home. We stayed at the 24-hour arcade. Two guys slept in the parking lot. My friend Al, who's a really great friend of mine, and Grinch, which is LeBaron, who is actually working for, for, for Midway right now. And they, they, they copied N our combos. NRS. Midway is no more. Yes. I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, that's how old school I am. Seriously. So, like, I mean, I only have old school stories. I don't know anything about any new stuff, you know? But, so, they these slept guys in the parking in, lot. They slept in the parking lot in the car. After, it's a 24-hour arcade. So, after we left, after we went home, 5 a.m., whatever, they stayed until 9, 10, 11, 12, 1. Till we got up the next day, we went back to the arcade. We saw these two clowns there. And they played all night. I mean, like, they were, like, falling asleep at the arcade. We beat them down again. Again, we wrecked them again at our arcade. They out eventually joined our team. You know Is what that, I mean? They were from Jersey. Did they uh, give I you mean, a we, reason why they did that? They thought we were amazing. They were like, we need to freaking be as good as these guys. You know what I mean? We, we created a name for ourselves. We beat everyone. Then I started doing tournaments with Jimmy. We did tournaments at strip bars. We did tournaments at, at other arcades. Yeah, there was a strip bar in, in, in Long Island called Cafe Royale. Okay? The owner absolutely loved me, and he loved all our friends, and we brought so much business in. And yeah, next door was a strip bar. It was Cafe Royale and Cafe Billiards. So we had the tournament at Cafe Billiards. But we go across. We, we, I had, go there, if all, there's a yeah. place I play pool up here in Yonkers called Cafe mm. Billiards, but it doesn't have a strip club next to it. So well, you, you, got, you, you, there you go. We, we had it all. We, we had it all. I would arrange tournaments, organize stuff. I would get people in. So we, then, then it started the arcade versus arcade stuff. So people would find out, oh, we're the West, Westbury Nathan's crew. So we would go arcade to arcade. And that's when the brawls started happening. When you started winning, they started getting in your face. We had some big guys with us. So we were always kind of intimidating. Not me. I'm freaking, my kid could beat me up. You know what I mean? So it's like, I would hide behind those guys. But I was I was one of the better players back then. Let me ask so, you I this. Mean, that's um, that's let it. Me, yeah. Let me ask you this. You uh, Going back a little bit, you say mm -hmm. your crew, they uh, you went to IRC and you met up with the Willowbrook mm -hmm. crew. Yep. In your that's estimation. That's just a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know that. But in your estimation... Yeah. 
since you go back such a long time, would that be the first time you ever heard of a, <clears throat> excuse me, of a local team versus another local team? Yes, that's why I brought that story up because I know that's that's even UMK three days. That's even years after too. <coughs> that's okay. So the thing is, in my mind, and I only remember old old stuff. There was never any real organized way to meet up with people. When we used IRC, it was kind of legit because these guys are like, okay, let's play this versus this. Everything else was either a local arcade running something a week in advance with like a sign-up board with like no names on it. It's the same kids who go there every day. It's like, who the hell is going to find out about it? You know, newspapers or anything, like no. whatever. It's it's, But that's why I brought the IRC stuff up because that was the, in my mind, the only way to set up versus and we did that we we did it we did a great job of it we 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 would we would then we would set up all these local things all across long island arcade to arcade and it was it got vicious it got it, mk is very mk is very ugly that game there's another thing too people like to watch my combat network stuff because i'm very nice i play someone will beat me down like perfect me i play a lot of ki and I'll bring that up too. Um, yeah, I've seen you play KI before. Great game. Yep. And uh, it's it's probably my second favorite game ever, KI One. But go like, but but if people if people like beat me up, let's say I'm fine with that because I want to learn and play. I want to I want to do better. But fighting games is such a toxic community. It, I'm not talking about today's world. I'm talking about my world. Toxic as could be. People were pissed off. They had a shitty day. They want to punch you in the face. Oh yeah. That's the type of people who play fighting games. I'm serious. No well, offense like, to anybody. I don't mean anything bad by it. It's like it uh, Josh Three Sixty. It's like Josh Three Sixty told us. You know, throws mm -hmm. were not allowed in arcades. If you throw somebody, no. hey, stand still. I'm gonna get my throw yep. back. That was only in Long Island. That was not in New Jersey. That's that's something that the J Three Sixty might not have told you guys. You couldn't throw in Long Island. You could throw any, anywhere else. That's it's a fact. MK facts. There are certain arcades and certain places you couldn't throw. I'm telling you. Me and Jimmy, we do not throw. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Have you ever no, seen you don't, that? No, no, no. I played we, you guys I plenty never, of times. No. We never throw. It was just not acceptable. The Street Fighter guys would be like, dude, you guys are crazy. You know what I mean? But yeah, we never threw. And uh, it... We, to this day, I've never thrown anybody in one, two, or three. Four, we did because we used the we used the uh, the limb breakers and stuff. But one, two, and three, we never threw. Matt throws. He's a Jersey player. Jersey players threw. <laughs> Jer we used to call Jersey players dirty water players. You know what I mean? They would they would throw. You know, it's okay though. It's all right. We 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 came with the territory. You know, so. I listen. Back in the day, there was nothing. There was, there was, it was just, it was just air, man. And when we got on IRC, we're like, okay, let's, let's, let's get some teams together. You know. Going back, uh, real quick, um, mm -hmm. when you were telling that great story about when you guys went to go meet up the Willowbrook and also Mortal Kombat yep. too, mm -hmm. explain to people who have grown up nowadays with DLC. Back then, Mortal Kombat revisions, new boards, almost. Uh, what? Uh, how many? How long did it take before a new revision of Mortal Kombat came out? Because, I mean, I played the games, but I actually never took the time to realize 
all the differences that may have happened because where I played, we played it mm-hmm. casually. Nobody really was playing it competitively, so we wouldn't know infinites. We wouldn't know, holy crap, that thing is broken. We were just so right. engrossed in the game. But right. you guys were playing it hardcore as, as much as you mm-hmm. could remember, as much as James could remember. I'm sure he'll tell us more. Mm-hmm. But from your experience, like how long did it take for a new revision to come out? Here's the thing. Um, we never knew about them. Uh, we didn't even know they were a thing in MK1. And to this day, uh, the early MK revisions, MK2 and UMK3, that, those are the actual order of the games that I like the most. I used to like 2 the most until I started playing the old revisions of 1 again. And I'm just bringing this up because this matters. Mm-hmm. The older visions of MK1, knowing the stuff that I know now, I think MK1 is my favorite game over two. I know it sounds crazy. I know the because of the because of the uh, the gravity. Man, I had some brutal shit in one. Like it's it's awesome, and I I love. There's a set between me and me and Ketchup uh, at East Coast Throwdown last year. Yes, mm-hmm. you need to see that. That was, I was hitting him with shit that was, dude, I'm still hitting him with stuff. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a year ago. Uh, I, so I've like, seen the video. It was uh, the oh Ketchup Kumite, uh, Ketchup versus awesome. the old MK gods. Oh, man. No, it's a great, great video, but anyway, man. So, so getting back to revisions. So basically, he, he, this is a weird thing. We knew about them because we've been to an arcade that was like, hey, this feels a little different than the other one. Uh, maybe it's... Then we found out, like, you know, Jimmy would say that, yeah, these guys, these, these have been upgraded. We got to go to this arcade because this has Revision 2. You know? Okay. So here's the thing. Your arcade had to pay for their Revision upgrade or whatever, or they or got, had to get shipped to them or whatever. Yeah, because so it, it, it was an arcade board. Correct. So basically, it was up to the arcade. I mean, maybe it was a shitty arcade. They would never they would never upgrade it. So, you you know, you would, you would just be stuck on... Uh, Revision, and especially MK4, there was about one tenth of the arcades that have Revision Three. That's true, because really? two was, two was everywhere. If you buy a board on eBay, it's two. You know what I mean? Like right. it's just, it's not three. Three was hard to find. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, most people played three on Mame. That's how. That's when arcades died during MK4. So most arcades didn't even get the Revision Three upgrade. So wow. yeah, our life was difficult. Yeah, very tough. All facts, I'm telling you. And um, I could imagine, like you said, it's like, hey, let's go over here. Well, how the how do we know it's one? I mean, how how would you even check that kind of stuff? You know, Some, somebody not... would come into the arcade and tell us. They'd be oh like, really? Oh, uh, Westbury has revision three. Okay, great. We're gonna go there. You know, or or like you know, uh, Farmingdale uh, Nathan's has uh, revision three, so we we go there. You know, that's the yeah. only way. If somebody comes to your arcade. But uh, going back to uh, MK2, again, the game comes mm-hmm. out bigger, yep. badder, greater. And by mm-hmm. this time, you said you did. You say you started wanting to put together a few, like, maybe little tournaments together, you and James. Or, yes. well, yeah, yes. how, how, walk us through that. When is it that you and okay. James decide to say, you know what, we could do it. We've done it. Sure, it wasn't like, you know, this big things that we know now, but there is mm-hmm. obvious interest there. Walk us through that. We had a team of players. The reason why I'm only bringing up Jimmy is because none of the rest of them. 
So, I mean, it was, it was me, Jimmy, Rich, Mike. It was a bunch of us, okay? But the other guys that I'm talking about, nobody knows who they are. So okay. I, I, don't, I don't really want to. So that I would say there was about 10 of us. And we started thinking about going to different arcades to play people because we loved the competition. And then we thought about doing tournaments. But the competition was first for us. So we went to every, we had cars, we all had cars. We'd all follow each other to wherever we'd go. And we would actually go, we would actually go to each arcade and we would actually beat down everyone at all those arcades. We just created a name for ourselves. So the other people who we actually beat at the arcades would come to different arcades as well because they were good too. When they found out we were there, they would leave. <laughs> so we'd be like, we, we, there was a, there was a story about a guy, uh, Jimmy will back this one up too. This is also part of the story. Um, there was a there was a guy with a with a master two master locks in his ears. Two master, master lock earrings. Yeah, we, we used to call him the master lock guy. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And um, we went to we went to an arcade. We beat the hell out of them. They couldn't do anything to any of our players. We destroyed them. He was a big guy. He was like a Chinese guy, big guy. Like we didn't want to mess with the guy. But he couldn't touch us in MK. He came to one of our arcades one day, didn't know we were there. He walked out. We saw him come in and he left. He didn't even play a match. He just bounced. So we had this formidable team. We went to New York City to play. We couldn't find great competition in New York, like, like I said. But all the Long Island stuff, everyone knew who we were. Then we started branching out trying to do tournaments. We did tournaments at the strip club. We, did, we, we got people together. From the arcades, from the different arcades, say, yes, and you're good. Would you like to play? We're going to do this here. They would show up. They would show up. It would be 10, 15 people. If it was a nice enough arcade, the the actual owner of the arcade would actually put some money in. It was nice. It was it was vicious, but it was nice. But that's all we had. There was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. But we had our unity. We had our friendship. Our lives revol revolved around that. We had our jobs, we had our families, and we had the arcade, man. That's what we did. We did that. A friend of mine, a friend of mine made a movie. Uh, it's called Arcadiots, which starred Jimmy. And um, well, what's it called? Uh, Jimmy, Arcadiots. Oh, like idiots, Arcadiots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, Jimmy was the star of that movie. And uh, I, there's a lot of stuff we're gonna bring up. I'm just touching on things. There's all my people, if they came on, they could fill in the blanks. I'm giving you the funnest parts of stuff. But they could tell you, like, the leading events to it. So fun. Just crazy fun. You mentioned uh, the arcade owners. That, you know, mm -hmm. if like you said, if they were a good arcade owner, if they saw that, man, you know, um, Nit and James, they're bringing, like, 15, 20 people. How did Everybody. you pitch? Yeah, how did you pitch the idea to an arcade owner? Hey, you may have one machine here or two, de depending how mm -hmm. big the arcade was. How did you pitch mm -hmm. the idea? Hey, I want to bring a few people and we want to have a tournament. Did some of them turn you guys down? Did some of them, all right, cool, let's go. It means more business for me. Take us through that. Okay. There was never there was never any arcade people who didn't like us because we gave them money. Okay? We came in religiously. We didn't cause any trouble. We did get into fights and stuff, but they would never see that. They were the owners were only there during the days, and the security guards were there at night. Even they knew us, so we never caused the problem. But when we asked for stuff, they actually did it for us because they wanted the money. 
They they straight up wanted the money. So and even if they got like five or ten dollars each from each person, go back to the nineties. Five or ten bucks is a lot of money. Yeah, a lot course. of money. It's 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 you know you go buy lunch today for ten bucks or whatever. In Sweden, uh, in Sweden, uh, ten dollars is a lot more than it. Ten ten dollars is a hundred uh, Swedish crowns. That's a hundred Swedish crowns is way more than ten dollars. It's the same wow. value, but you could do a lot more with that money. So that in the nineties. If you got like ten bucks a person, and you got like twenty people to play, that's a successful day. I mean, they, they that that was great. So of course they always accommodated us, always. But again, tournaments from MK1 and two, ten, fifteen, in all the years, not many more than that. I'm not kidding. If there was more, we didn't know about them. But the ones that we organized, ten to twenty tops. In the years we played, years. In the years that you played and you were organizing events uh, for Mortal Kombat 1 or 2, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. the year that you had the most events organized? Which was the year that you held the most tournaments? After IRC. So I would say UMK3. As soon as UMK MK3 and UMK3 popped, then we, we went on IRC. That's when it started. That's when people started being like, all right, let's play you guys at this arcade. Or let's go here. Let's meet up here. And most people didn't show up. We showed. We showed up everywhere. They didn't show up. That was another thing. Lots of no shows because yeah, a lot you know, a lot of internet uh, muscles back then too. Yeah, we'll come get you. <laughs> Never, Never showed happened. up. Happened. No. <laughs> so I mean, the Willowbrook was one of the biggest successful things we we did. We went there. We really we really beat them. E3. Me, Jimmy, Rich, Al. One more guy. We flew to we flew to California. Wow, E3, E3. 90, yeah, ninety six. No, ninety. When was UMK three? Uh, yeah, maybe ninety six. I believe so. Yeah, middle of ninety six. Maybe. I, I mean, Jimmy will help me with the numbers. He took us all there. We 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 were beaten. We were we were really good. So we we didn't beat all the game testers, but that's when it was. We got in through our magazine. We had a magazine which I don't know that much about. Uh, it was called fighter-edge.com or whatever. We had that site back in the day. Uh, and Jimmy actually, Jimmy and Rich, they did uh, the MK4 combo book and an MK3 book official, which I'm sure you don't even know about. We're going to no. bring this up with Jimmy. They, there's books out, um, The Secrets MK4. Lots of combos were mine. Kung Lao stuff was all mine. All the Kung Lao Infinite stuff that I did that I showed that I, in UMK3, those were my combos. I've never seen anybody ever do that. I wow. can actually say that I've never seen anybody do that stuff. Of course they do it now. I never saw them do it. I'm not saying that oh, I'm the inventor, but I did that stuff before anybody seen it in Long Island. That was all me. So my stuff was taken in those books. They used my combos and my ideas for certain characters. Not for everybody. Some of my stuff was in there. And I want to get, I want to touch on fatalities too for MK2, if, if you, if you don't mind. I actually was about uh, to bring up something with yeah. MK2 that I should have brought mm-hmm. up earlier, mm-hmm. but MK2 comes out, and again, this is something I should have asked earlier. And we already know it's the okay. controversy, be- um, you know, behind Mortal Kombat, Ed Boon and um, and the other guy, the John Tobias. They look mm-hmm. at all this. They come out with MK2. MK2, like we already said, it's bigger, is way more controversial. 
I mean, mm-hmm. advertising for that game was all over the place. My favorite Mortal Kombat 2 commercials with the kids screaming Mortal Kombat, I believe right. in empty uh, Midtown Manhattan. That was the every- console, though, right? That yeah, it, it it was the yeah, console. Okay. It it was for the console release, but re- regardless, I mean that that's one of the commercials from my gaming memories that just stick with me. It was such a great commercial, but again, Mortal Kombat Two comes out. What was the influx of players like? You know, like how much more people did you see playing this game? And again, it might be because of the controversy. I want to be part of it because that's what people, you know, generally do. You yourself, you and your crew, that you guys were competitors for this game. I don't know if you paid much attention to it, but how much of an influx of new players, and how much would you say actually stuck around? When I'm all right, well, here's where here's where it gets interesting. Okay, I know we were talking, we're touching upon the the controversy and the tournament scene mm-hmm. but more than anything with you with mk2 is the secret fatalities yes they were not released nobody knew them we knew most of them we learned how to cover our hands big secrets <laughs> people would be like holy shit he knows raid the second fatality we why did just... people do that back then <laughs> jesus christ it was it was part of the freaking legacy man it yes. was awesome. It was it was amazing knowing stuff nobody. Um, to this day, I mean, I hope I can get Brian LeBaron to watch this one day. But I believe he he got the job because, like, Ed Boon know that he was a madman. He figure out fatalities and stuff. The guy would spend like you know, twenty to thirty dollars writing down each combination of fatalities. I I believe Brian LeBaron figured out reptiles acid spit in UMK three. Which nobody did, no one. He did, and I think Ed Boon even knows that. Back in the day, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, ser- I'm serious. I am not making up any stories right now. This is all true. He got the job because you know he was a dedicated guy. So hiding fatalities back then was huge. People knew that we knew them. It was big. I mean, they would know that we were really good at the game. I have a Long Island Joe story too, if you want to know. Go right uh, ahead. Loyal and Joe's father brought him into Westbury Nathan's. And if you've listened to Joe's MK stories, he never played at Westbury because we were savages there. Okay. We were, we would throw people against the machine and stuff. And I remember to this day, and Joe doesn't even know this. I'll confirm with Joe one day. I am the one who talked to Joe's father outside saying, I'm never bringing this kid back here. That's why he didn't play at Westbury, which was the number one arcade to play. Joe did not play there. He did not play us. We destroyed him anyway. We killed him, and his father his father le- his father took him out of there, took him out of there, because and he told me outside the freaking place that I'm never bringing my kid back to this particular place. I talked to him, and Joe doesn't even know this because Joe was just trying to play. Joe was milk crating back then. We just put him on milk crates. He was a little kid, you know. His father's like he ain't ever coming back to this arcade ever. It's facts, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Ask Joe today. He never played at Westbury. It was too. It was too thuggish over there. No way. <laughs> His father was scared. It, it was. It was. It was brutal where we played. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. So <laughs> that's, that's that's a great story. I'm sure I'll yep. bring it up with him. We have him um, uh, due for an episode soon, so I'm sure yep. I, we'll definitely bring that one up. But uh, yep. MK, MK2. 
Mm-hmm. You guys are um, doing tournaments. You guys are doing everything you can to try to find more competition because I'm sure that's yep. one of the reasons why you guys wanted to branch out, why you and James wanted to mm-hmm. be like, let's make tournaments. Let's go meet other little local groups. Because mm-hmm. even though the arcade scene was big, there was just too many arcades, and mm-hmm. nobody really could bring anybody together to do something like a tournament. So you guys are doing this for right. a good while. UMK3 right. hits. UMK3, mm-hmm. I like UMK3. But obviously, mm-hmm. so much different compared to one and two. First of all, it's so right. much faster. You have right. you you have the run button. Before mm-hmm. we get on to whatever you guys decided to do, um, offline competitions. What was your initial reaction? What was your team's reaction to UMK three? Uh, excuse me, not UMK three, just vanilla MK three. Where it's mm-hmm. like, wait, now they're implementing runs. Uh, you know, some of the most popular characters were not in the game, which received a lot of backlash. You know, Scorpion mm-hmm. was not in the game. What What was your initial reaction to MK3? And explain to us everybody else's around in your group. All right. My group, oh, oh, they hated it. Jimmy hates the game to this day. He doesn't he like does. the game at all. Uh, none of my friends, none of our crew liked MK3, except for me. And I was good at it back in the day. I, I realized 20 years later when I started playing again that I was never good. But I thought I was back then. You know what I mean? Back then I was. Right. They have evolved and made their way better now. But anyway. So I loved I loved the game because I, I was MK in the brain. I was like, I will I don't give a shit. Whatever they release, I am gonna play it. And I even expanded the tournament. See, Jimmy and me, I was more into the tournament scene. I was more into the FGC of it. Jimmy was more into the controversy, let's go kick the guy's ass. That's the difference. Jimmy was a very, very... The On Blast show, by the way, the stuff that Jimmy does, he has wanted to do that since I've known him. This is... I'm not even kidding you. So Jimmy is actually doing what he's doing right now. He wanted to do that in 92. He was always that guy. I'm serious. He was always the guy who wanted to expose all the BS. He's always been that way. So I had that guy. He was like the PR guy. He was the guy who would start the problems. He'd be like, "Yeah, you ain't nothing." That would, then we'd have the other. Then we have we we would all be a bunch of characters. We'd all have our own specific uh, ways of our personalities in our group. I was the nice guy. Jimmy was the mean guy. We had the bodyguard. We had the nujitsu expert. We had all these crazy people with us, and we would just go out and just wreck shit. You know. This is all part of the legacy, though, because we all created what we were back then. I'm the same guy I was. If you met me back then, I'm the same guy who I was. I love this shit. I still do Combat Network every night to play my old friends in that game. I I just do it for them because they don't care about the new stuff. They could give a shit. They don't. The new stuff. I have no idea what anything's. I have no clue what's going on. Anything that's going on nowadays, it's like, I don't know. You know, like, so... So that's that's the thing. All right. So getting back to vanilla MK3, it was a hated game, but it was super popular. MK2, by the way, was the hugest arcade game there was, and KI1 was the next. Mm-hmm. Those were the two biggest games ever. Period. They were. Did uh, MK2 in overtake uh, Mrs. Pac-Man? I thought Mrs. Pac-Man still holds that. Oh uh, no, no, no! Fighting games. Fighting oh, fighting games. games. Sorry, fighting, fighting not games. just arcade. Yeah. MK, okay. yeah, MK2 arcade and KI1 arcade. Fighting games. Okay. Those were the. Matt will still disagree with me to this day. 
he's wrong because I, I'm older than him and I, I, I know how big M, uh, KI was in the arcades. It was freaking massive. It was massive. But anyway, then UMK, then, then K, uh, MK3 came out and the arcades were huge. Um, there was, uh, I remember there was like 40 or 50 machines per arcade in Point Pleasant Beach. I would go to the arcade and there was a strip of UMK, of MK, MK3s. Every, every arcade I went to. So MK3 was big, not as big as two, and it was frowned upon because of the run button and the dial combos. People hate that stuff even today. Uh, people people will see me play MK2 in Combat Network, and they'll be like, yeah, this is the game. We don't like three. I got at least 20 people who will tell you that all day of the week. The game changed. It changed to this weird format with a run button, and what's, what is this, you know? And Did it change for the better? Um... Matt would say yes. I would say no because of the glitch jabs. The glitch jabs killed the game for me. And the glitch and the and the, the MK UMK3 guys, MK3 guys said the glitch jabs were in one and two also, which they are. But they were never really used in those games because they really weren't needed. No. But uh, everybody beats me with glitch jabs in, in run jabs and glitch jams in, in, in UMK. That's why I will never love UMK better than two of them. You know, you know, th that th ruins the game for me. It completely destroys the game. We used to call it the two-finger salute back in the day. People would just run, run low-punch block the whole game like this. They would just tap like I'm tapping. That's all they would do the whole game. That's not a game to me. That's, that's, that's just uh, block damage and bullshit. So uh, I hated that. If you played me straight up turtle style like I play, I, I'm very turtle player, very defensive. It's hard to beat me and it's very frustrating to play me. But the new tactics is what deterred all my old friends. They were used to the robotic style of the first two games. Very robotic. They kick you, you do this back. Standing low kick block, uppercut back. Ro robotic, uh, chess, chess type of moves. Right. You do something, they do something back. Very simplistic. And they remember all the all the stuff you could do. It's not hard to remember 500 things. Someone does this, you do this. Someone does a standing high kick, you block it, you can hit him back with something. Right. UMK3 didn't have that. They, you run in, you do a combo. You could run in and throw him. You could run in and uh, do something behind his back. Whatever. It, it changed. It changed a lot of people's robotic, everyday muscle memory. Muscle memory, I should say. Mm -hmm. And it, it, they hated the game. They hated three. Is it? So that's. Uh, you know, I, I've talked to a few people who still play MK2, and I love mm -hmm. MK2. That's probably my favorite MK. You know, I'll still play mm -hmm. UMK3 just because of how fast it is. It's a you know change mm -hmm. of pace. You know, you yep. go from like you said, you go from this game where it's very methodical. You have to think. Mm -hmm. Not that mm -hmm. UMK3, you don't have to think, but it's just so lightning fast now. You it know, is. It's, it's ridiculously fast. There is still a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, methodical thinking to it, but nothing like MK2. Mm -hmm. So would you say within your group, and you said it yourself, a lot of them were disappointed. Now, MK3, mm -hmm. UMK3, it's out. This is the big the big new game. But how, mu how many of them would you say? Uh, how long did you give some – how long did you notice some of your friends, some of the people in your group say, you know what, screw this game. Let's just go back to two. You know, two, it's yeah. more up our alley. That's what we like. Nothing against uh, MK3, but it's just too much of a different game, and we're not having that much fun with it. 
here's the thing. Uh, we loved two. We worshipped two. We still played three until UMK three came out. We played it. We played it. We didn't. We didn't stop playing. All of us. I would say they weren't as good as me, or I. I, I might have been the best, or second, or third best player in our group. They still played. Jimmy still, like you said, you see Jimmy play very rarely UMK, but he plays it because he knows it. Uh-huh. He played Sector. I mean, yes. Sector is terrible, you know, but he played him anyway. Uh-huh. He played Baraka in MK2. He hated Baraka, but he played him. Played him but right. like, yeah, but the, but we played it. Don't get us wrong. We played the games. We played three. We played UMK3 till the day it died. Till the day we, we, we religiously played it. But we didn't like it as much as two. Those are facts. More <laughs> tournaments in three also because of IRC. Of and, course, uh, of the course. groups we got together. Yeah. So MK that's, two. that's basically MK. Yep. Yeah, somebody told me one time, let me see if you agree with this, because of the nature mm-hmm. of MK2, MK2 could be looked at as the super turbo of the Mortal Kombat series where there's a lot of depth <sighs> in it, where there's just so much thinking involved. I mean, a lot of people even today is like, oh, it's just Mortal Kombat. That's just blood and gore. Those are people who mm-hmm. don't really understand how deep those games actually can be. It's just not blood and guts. It's What, what do you think about that, it being the super turbo of the series? It's, okay, I, I, I brought up robotic and muscle memory. So I, I don't think you could compare it to, to no, it's 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 not that. It's just it. I I compare that game. That game is chess. That's why I use it. I use that example. It's 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 slow. It's it's not super. No, it's not. It's, it's well, I'm just, not I'm not comparing it as super turbo. Just the idea that su- you know of the series. No, it's it's not. It's it's just. I think it. I think it's the Street Fighter Two. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like it's that game. Like it's it's the game that is very this is a very hard question because when I think of two, I think of the game that every single MK player, not Matt, because Matt is Matt is younger than us. Every single MK two player your age to my age thinks that MK is. That's the thing. So we only know that as the first game. Mortal Kombat one was in and out. But I think two, two was the dominant. Two was the Street Fighter two. You know what I mean? Like that was the most. That was the game. So that's how I think of it as. It's always been the dominant game in my opinion. They perfected so, everything from Mortal Kombat one, and we got the full package right. here. And and people who didn't even play one, they knew that it was just two. You know, so that's why when I see a guy playing two on my stream, or when he when he sees us playing two, and he saying like two or three lines i know immediately he's not into three i can tell you right away i met some great guys man recently some great guys guys who who i already consider my great friends i've never even met the guys and i'm like i I know i could hang with you every day there's a few guys that i just met they only like mk2 and they know like everything they know every single counter regular jump kick they, they have their ways to counter you that's an MK. That that's that's why MK2 was like the original series beginning for me. That's that's what started it all. Not even the first one, MK2. So that's what I look at it as the Street Fighter 2 of the series. Not even anything else. That that the the first game. Right. MK2 is the first game. So. You, 
Uh, Mortal Kombat 3, you guys said, you, you said you and your group, you played it until it basically died. And Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. 3, I've, uh, going into the upgraded uh, UMK3. Actually, uh, we didn't talk about that when the UMK3 upgrade came out. And it's just mm-hmm. m- bigger roster, you know, Sub-Zero definitely got nerfed because uh, original vanilla MK3 Sub-Zero was ridiculously OD. You know, I think mm-hmm. more more OD than Cabal in UMK3, if I remember correctly. Jax it, was great too. He had the corner combo. Really yes, he did. Corner mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, what I was play, the re- I was Jax main. Oh, were you? Okay. MK, MK what was 3, the yeah. reaction when UMK3 came out? Like you, see, you know, we already know some of these arcades. The owners has it by the board. So mm-hmm. you know, y- you wake up one morning. Take us through that. You wake up one morning and you go. You know, he, all right, let's go play some MK3. And boom, here's UMK3. What was the well, reaction to that? It's like, did you think it was another hack? Nope. The Willowbrook story was all part of UMK3. The guy we spoke to on IRC, his name is Drew Boy. Still, I we just connected with him on Twitter too recently. He's still around. And he said that he was the technician or whatever at that arcade. And he, he challenged our team to go go down there. So me, Jimmy, Rich, Mike, a bunch of us went down there. They put They put the UMK3 chip in. That's the first time we played it at the Willow. It was either Willowbrook or... No, sorry, it was Bloomfield. Bloomfield, New Jersey. That's where it was. The Bloomfield Arcade. Um, we went there. That was the first place we played UMK3 because he put the chip in. Something like that. That that day. And we never played the game before. And we still whipped them. All of them. The whole arcade. Yeah, and they played They played UMK, They played uh, MK3 religiously. Vanilla. And we just they just popped the chip in and we just we spanked them the whole night. <laughs> yeah, we, no one's ever played the game before. So that's how much skill we had in that game. You know? Right, right. We just we were dude, we were beating people with Scorpion. When you beat people with Scorpion, that's bad. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yes, Scorpion he's sucks. not very good yeah, at that game. Yeah, no. We would pick Scorpion because we missed them so much. We we're like, we gotta play Scorpion because you know, we love too. Yeah. I remember we religiously played Scorpion the whole night. We were doing these sick combos. No one ever seen any of that stuff before because we brought it from two. We were doing punch, teleport, spear, punch, tele- punch, teleport, spear, four hit combo. We we're like, oh my god. We would do the leg combo too. Oh my god. Who cares? That combo's terrible. You know what I mean? But but we we were so into the we were so into two. We were playing, you know. So so that's that's basically how it worked for us. So we basically like brought two aspects into everything, and we played UMK three. Yeah, all of a sudden UMK three came out. Oh my god. This is this is great, you know. But we still like two better, you know. A little fun fact about uh, Mortal Kombat Three, Mortal Kombat Two, if I remember correctly, all the hidden gems in it, all the little Easter eggs. How did mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you one thing? I play the heck out of those games. I never took the time to find out what each combat code did. I I, I would not know where to go. I, I guess I was in the at the IRC channels back then. I don't think I had a computer mm-hmm. until like 1998 or whatever the heck it was. Mm-hmm. But how did you guys did you guys have a method of finding out like, hey, if we do this, a combat code would be entered, or if you do that, maybe you'll find, uh, you know, you'll fight human smoke. Because again, Mortal Kombat 2, Mortal Kombat 1, everybody knew Reptile, Look to the Luna, all that good stuff. But Mortal yep. Kombat 2 yep. amped it up, and then Mortal Kombat 3 amped it up even more. I yep. mean, what, did you guys have a method of finding out how all that good stuff, you know, what, what you had to do to activate those secrets or the different well, button combinations before match started? Well, the first thing we did with the, with the, since you brought up combat codes, I'll bring up three. The first thing 
that everybody tried to do in the arcades was to unlock Melina, Ermac, and uh, Sub-Zero. So it was the first thing that everyone tried to do. And uh, that took a very long time. We would play ramp or combat just to pl just to play Melina. Nobody knew that either. Before we unlocked, uh, yeah, dude, we were crazy. I mean, we were insanely mental. So we would just play ramper. Just we knew the ramper code. Yeah. Just to uh, just to play Melina for like ten seconds, because we didn't know the code. We didn't know it was. I think it was like three 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 two 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 one or yeah something like that. I even remember it. Three, the threes, yeah, it was three, 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 two, two, one. And then same on the other side. I'm pretty right. sure I'm right. We were, I mean, this is just like, this is what we did. We went to all the arcades, unlocked everything, you know? And, uh, but those, I think, were given out and then memorized. I don't think anyone could come up with that stuff. Those codes. Did any the, of the uh, old... Did any of the old gaming magazines like EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, did they reveal any codes or? I, were, I were... think they revealed some things, but not much. Peep, this was more word of mouth. But I remember, I remember once a week they gave away one of the codes to unlock the characters or something, or once a month somebody did. I'm just going by memory. Jimmy would know more of this, and the and the and the, and the codes, the combat codes like Ramper and uh, Unlimited Run and stuff. We would accidentally do them and then we would write them down. We'd be like, oh, this is what you do. Like, it's like three, two, one, or three, right. two, one. We would just try doing those different combinations and whatever would come up, we'd write it down. That's how that's how we would do it. Because it was only six, six, six. It wasn't that hard. No. You know, you, it was think, I think it was 10, it was 10 pictures per. I think 10, you could do 10 or nine each. I, I believe it was three 10. buttons. So it wasn't that difficult to figure out a few codes. So, you know, we figured out, you know, throwing in, throwing encouraged and all that stuff and Ramper. We did Ramper to play Melina because Melina was always, always on, on not locked. It was always not shown. No one knew Melina's code or whatever. So we just be like, oh, we're going to play Melina today. You brought up throwing encouraged code. How the, did you guys enjoy that considering throwing was not encouraged at your place? Well, here's the thing. We pushed uh, the first two buttons, which was throwing disabled. So if you push low put, that's what we did in New York and New Jersey, uh, New York and Long Island. And in Jersey, they would do throwing encouraged. So big, big stuff. I mean, this is really true. I know it's funny. It sounds funny to all you guys. We never threw anyone ever, period. It, we would, oh, we would let you throw us back. You, you know that too, right? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, sorry. You didn't throw back. How, Always. How would, a, how would a no throwing tutorial go in video these days? How, how would you, how, how, how would you go about making a no throwing uh, tutorial? Dude. What kind of strategy guide, you know? <laughs> what kind of stuff would you put on there? Would you put a picture of James about to stab you if you was like, this is why you don't throw? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's that's what would happen. I mean, you you just couldn't throw back then. <laughs> it was like you but you might as well just quit. You know, I mean, people would look at you like, dude. What are, you, what are you doing? You know, like, you have to throw. You have to throw to win. You know, and then there's some guys who came in to throw, and we would be like, dude, what are you doing? You're in our arcade. You can't throw. We don't throw here. You know, we'd have to tell them that. Matt will never agree. Ever. <laughs> ever. He's the MK. He was the guy the after us. He was after us, though. He knows it. He wishes, I wish, to this day, 
I love him like a brother. He's worked for me for 10 I've known him forever. He's my boy. He was after us, though. And he knows it. <laughs> he was way better than us. We didn't know how good he was because we stopped playing. As soon as you have to play on this thing, what is this? What What is that? This this thick? I don't even know if I have one here. Like, what? As soon as we had to play on that thing, we were done. Done. That was it. When MKT came out or whatever, people were playing on that PlayStation 1. Forget it. Never played that shit. No, you got to play Trilogy nope. on the N64. You can't do it on the PlayStation 1. I don't yeah. even know. I, I, I can't even tell you what happened after MK4. I'm Actually, after that's MK4. what I was about yep. to get to. You played... Yep. Uh, you played MK3 in all its iterations until it died, because that's what you mm -hmm. and your group did. You were hardcore mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat fans. Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. 4 comes out, and it's one of those early 3D games where it's really more of a 2D plane with just... Uh, you're on the 2D plane, but the but the background moves, so it looks like it's 3D. Sure, you could sidestep. You know, this right. is this is a big, obviously a big technological... Technolo uh, technological progress. And mm -hmm. by this time... You know, well, you guys are more competitors. I'm pretty sure you paid attention to everything else that's going on. But by this time, at least from what I remember, Mortal Kombat is waning a little bit. Nobody's really paying attention to it anymore. It's like, oh, yeah, that's just Correct. a video game where people blow up their heads or, you know, a guy's spine. But that that's already – we already know it. That's already long, long gone. Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. 4 comes out. What did you guys think of it? All right. This is more good stories. So, of course, all of us played – we all played. We were all good at the game. And I believe that I was probably second or third or maybe second best out of our group. And I played the hell out of that game. And it was no one played it. Nobody. It was dead. I mean, when the Pro Tour came out, you remember with the Pro Tour? They, they went, they took the tour yeah. around the country. I don't remember uh, the Pro Tour. I played Mortal Kombat 4 at my local pizzeria, but truth be told, outside of that pizzeria, I've never seen another machine. Even to this yeah, day, well, I I, I can't true. think of anybody who said they played Mortal Kombat 4 on the arcade. I know I did. I I enjoyed the game, but it's just, you know, it's, it was a weird game to me, it was. But I, I didn't even know good. there was a Pro Tour. Yeah, there was a – the Midway did a Pro Tour, and – um it was completely dead after that. They spent a ton of money on it. Done. Did, but, they, miss, did they miss the boat? Yeah, just arcades just died. PS1 came out, whatever. That was it. That was the arcade destroyer was the PS1, I believe. That was the beginning of the end. But the thing is, I got really good at, at MK4, so I went to all the local arcades and I was winning. Uh, my my UMK, my MK4 story is very interesting because we were on the IRC and the Diversion guys challenged challenged our arcade. Um, Diversions was the do you know what that is that's that was the Chicago arcade. Which one? That's the the main one where all the game testers. Play. Oh yeah, okay, Diversion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, they're like, come out here and play us. Yeah, and I went out there, only me. And they destroyed me. They destroyed me. I think they beat me like 35 to 3. That's how bad I was. I thought I was good. I was winning in Long Island. We were good at the first three. Four. And there was posts about me. They said that I was a really nice guy, but they, they killed me. You know, And I was the best player. Maybe the second best player out of all our group. And they're like, yeah, we saw what happened to you. 
They're like, I'm like, yeah, well, at least I went there, you know, and I got I got my ass handed to me at that arcade. Wow. That was that was brutality, man. That that arcade. They well, could what, all play. What was it like? Uh, you know, you, you played in Long Island. You played in New York. And mm-hmm. this is actually a, a great question, considering you grew mm-hmm. up in the arcades, because Josh 360 told us back then it wasn't about prize money. It was bragging rights. It's like, you know what? Yes. It's bragging rights. It's about, listen, we're the best. You decide to take a plane all the way out to Chicago. What was it like getting out away from New York and Long Island and, you know, going to a completely new scene where, you know, you could admit it. You had your chest puffed out. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm, oh, you yeah. Know, you know, we're the best. Oh, and yeah. you, you, you admitted it yourself. You went over there and you just got walloped. You got destroyed. I got walloped. Yeah, what was wow. that experience like? Take us through that. Okay, so here's the thing. You don't just go to an arcade. You don't just fly to an arcade. I went to the Milwaukee Metal Fest with a bunch of my friends. And I said to my friend, and his name is Ali. I still talk to him. And I'm like, dude, you live in Chicago? I'm going to come a day early to play at Diversions before we go to the fest. Okay? And he's like, yeah, sure, dude. He's like, we can crash at my house. and we'll, We got a hotel in, in Milwaukee. We'll go to the festival, and I'm like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to play these kids. I'm like, I just want to, you know, and he's like, yeah, no problems. I'm like, he's like, I never really heard about doing this kind of thing, but like, if you want to go do that, sure, I'll take you there, cause you know, I got a car, and I went in there, and I had chal- I had matches set up, but the, wow. my friends didn't know what that my friends didn't know what the hell I was doing. They're like. You actually know people here? I'm like, no, I, I don't know anybody here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm set up to play some people here. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm like, I know you guys are into, into the music. We're getting back into that. I'm like, I just need a few hours. I'm like, go get a freaking pizza or something. You know, that's what I had to do because I was I was with somebody who actually brought me to that arcade. And oh man, I remember, I remember one guy. He's he he just he goes oh. You finally showed up. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm ready. He's like, I got I got my last 50 cents, man. He's like, he's like, let's go. I'm like, why would he have his last 50 cents? I'm going to beat this guy. You know, I'm like, this is dumb. Like, why am I even here? He beat me 30 in a row or something like that with 50 cents. And I was like, God damn, this guy is freaking great. And he picked everybody. And then, well, he, he, then he, well, he walked away. He's like, yeah, you're pretty good. He's like, you're pretty much better than anybody I played here. Wow. And then when that guy left, I talked to another guy, and I'm like, who's that? He's like, oh, he's the best player here. And I'm like, okay, fine. So let's play the next guy. And I lost to everyone pretty much. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is sick. And I didn't think that anybody knew anything. But when I went back, my whole crew was like, yeah, we saw what happened. I'm like, who, what do you mean who, you saw what happened? Yeah, who was videotaping? Like, no videotapes. It was on the BBS how they beat oh. the guy beat me like 30 to none and 10 to two and it was i was like oh wow they, they have everything there i i just came home because they were about to ask me there's no footage dude there was, this is nothing back then there's nothing so but they put it on the boards that they they think i think the title was we took out the best long island player i hope you could do better next time something like that and I, I made them look like crap that day. I didn't know. What the hell did I know? I, I, I you know, I was like, play me in three. And they had WaveNet back then. They had oh, wow. WaveNet set up at that place. You know what that is, right? Yes, I know. That's what you had the arcade. The arcade that I played WaveNet. I actually played it at Diversions. I played a guy from Hungary or Turkey or something. It was amazing. 
Now, what game was it? Was it four or across all MK? No, three. Games? No, oh, Ultimate three, three. MK3 yeah. was set up net play. WaveNet. Jesus, yep. that, that's awesome. It was, I played it, man. And it was like dead. Nobody played it back then because MK4 was dying too. It was in the back, and I was like, I've never even seen this shit. Mortal Kombat 4 was dying. You'd made that trip over mm -hmm. to Chicago. You came mm -hmm. back to Long Island. I'm sure you had fun at the Milwaukee Music Fest. But I'm sure yep. that was that was in the back of your mind the entire time. It's like son of a bitch. What do, it was. What, it, what do you what do you do going back home and going to your crew and it, it, how do you explain to them what happened? That you just basically got hit by a nuclear missile. It's like man, these guys just all freaking destroyed me. What like what? How do you explain it to everybody there? All right. So to be honest, and I'm being honest here. To players like Joe, Long Island Joe and me, music is number one. It is over. It's over FGC. It is. You can ask Joe, too. He will He will admit it. We. That's the highest thing for us. That being said, I wouldn't have gone to that arcade if it wasn't about the, 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 the festival I was going to. So, yes, at the festival, I couldn't believe what was <laughs> I couldn't believe what happened. I was like, this is terrible. I'm like, I can't even live with myself. And I asked him to go back there. He's like, nah, man, I ain't going. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm, I ain't going back there. He's like, that, that was way too much for us. There was another one of my one of, one of my Bronx friends who went with us. It was like me, him, and another kid. And they're like, do you actually know people at this arcade? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it, you know? But yeah, when I went back to the, when I went back to the crew, and I didn't say anything to them, but they already knew it. Yes. That's the thing. That's when you like lose a freaking major. And Twitter's like, oh my god, this dude just. <laughs> that was like that, and I was like, ah, you know, it was, it, it was it was an awful feeling, but I'm a very good sport at stuff. I lost. I admit it to this day. I got beat down, and I was like, I got to get better. But that game wasn't the game to do it on. That that game was terrible. You know what I mean? It was, it, it, and there was one game in between that it was it was Ki. Ki was in my opinion, the best fighting game, the best, uh, most popular fighting game in America oh, ever. Yes. Oh, my so. God, that was amazing. That, Matt that, will disagree with me to this day. No, that game <laughs> took that, – that, that game, I remember playing KI and the lines, you know, oh for people God. to play that game. I, I, I'll never forget it, man. Like every KI machine that at least I've experienced – during the times when I, you know, when I was um playing arcade machines, it was at least ten people deep. You know, Dude. you say people say go to Chinatown Fair and watch the Marvel Two machines being played, and yes, oh, yeah, there were too. a yeah. lot of people there. But mm. Ki, if if Ki oh, was in a place like Chinatown Fair, there would be lines outside Forget the place. Forget it. That, that game, that game, and again, Godfather Matt will disagree with me, but he's. He can't be more wrong. We still talk about this. I was there. I was deep in the trenches, okay? In every arcade. KI was the absolute shit. It was the best game ever. Everyone played it. It was amazing. I was I was Jago main. The worst character in the game. And the shit that I was doing back then, 
they do it now. The, 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 the best scene right now in KI is the South American scene. You yes. Know that, right? oh, they they are the... uh, I watch their matches all the time. They are in – you know, Mexico, they'll, they're never going to give up KOF, vanilla KOF 2K2. Mm-hmm. Dominican mm-hmm. Republic, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, that's Mortal Kombat Trilogy, uh, trilogy co- country down there. But Latin America, parts of Latin America, it's KI and nothing else. KI, yep. it's just – that's like a religion down there. And and they really respect me because I'm very nice to them. And I mean, I play them online with one bar. They have one like flashing red bar, horrendous yeah. leg. They're pulling like 50, 40 hit combos out with that leg. Power to them. They love the game so much. They're amazing at the game. They they give me mad props for how much I know, how much I play, how much I knew about the game. I taught Ryan how to play, uh, ketchup. Oh, okay. Me and him. I, yeah. I have this early, this early uh, match. He's way better than me now because he's younger. And he's just better. He's better. He kills me now in, in KI1. But when I first started playing him, I'm like, let's go, dude. I'm like, I'm bringing 20 years of knowledge in here. And I was whipping him. But now that he's, 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 like I said, the new guys, the new guys are way better than us. Their brains yeah. just work better than ours. Of so course. He destroys me now. He he he's so good at KI one. I couldn't couldn't do anything. I was a Jago main. Anyway, going back to the arcade, I used to walk into the arcade, and all I heard was combo breaker because that game was designed to be louder than everything else. Yes. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I know it that was very so well. Yes. Freaking loud, that I was trying to get like I was trying either I had to pay entry to get to the arcade or getting my t- my ten dollars worth of quarters or whatever, and I heard combo breaker and I'm like I gotta run over. I'm like I gotta play that game. And man, did we have? It was MK2, K, it was KI1, MK2, and UMK3. Those were the three biggest arcade games, fighting games, popularity-wise. Um, Street Fighter, Alpha, yeah, they were big, but not like those three games. You know, I mean, for the anywhere people where you went, for the people watching, I know, you know, the Rodneys, the Mats, uh, you know, Long Island Joes, they'll understand. But some, for some people mm-hmm. watching. Uh, what was it about KI that just made it like just so beloved? I mean, I I it knew why it was. Looked, Go ahead and explain it to people. It that... looked freaking awesome. It looked amazing. It was amazing looking. The combo system was crazy. The way they the, the announcer was sick. Yes. The the freaking music. The KI Killer Cut CD amazing. Each 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 track incredible. The Jago the Spinal soundtrack Fulgore. The characters were so epic. I mean, that game was amazing. The the different the different the thunder stage where you can go to the, each side of the bridge, yes. shoot a projectile here, would go over their head. Amazing stuff. Uh, the game, no throws, overheads instead of throws, fake overheads, air combos which nobody knew back then. They don't know them today, man. That game had so much freaking. That game was so deep, cheap as shit too, though. Yes. Cheap as hell. Infinites and all sorts of bullshit, but it was such an epic game. It was such an amazing game. Wake ups on on when you're dead, shaking the controllers. Ultimates, French, uh, French. Uh, they had the uh, humiliation. If you beat the guy the yes. first round, you could humiliate the guy. Yeah. Ultimates with the last part of the bar. The ultra, the ultra combos. Freaking 35 hit ultra combos. Amazing stuff. Like that game had everything. It was a mix between Street Fighter. And MK, and it was done right. Matt, to, again, to this day, will disagree with me because he's the home version player, the main player. 
those guys have different they no they have different views of course anybody who's watching this i have no knowledge on any new game that you guys play so i have no clue what you guys are talking about i'm only talking about the pre-cell phone era okay nobody had a cell phone we had beepers so please before you boomer me and all this stuff because my own kids boomer me all day i don't know anything about what's going on nowadays we only played the old stuff yeah, please Period. don't 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 downvote his video, please. <laughs> no, you know. No, they can downvote me because there's really not much to. I mean, I'm just talking about my history of my life, uh -huh. which I still to this day will never trade it for any of the shit that you guys have today. I got kids your guys' age. Yeah. You know, I never trade my life. I've, my kids don't have any life like I did. I had the best life. One thing about KI that you didn't mention, and yes, mm -hmm. it, it, just the fact that it was so freaking loud. That's actually, oh, when I heard that, the thing that dragged me to that game when I stepped into an arcade, because again, if people didn't live the arcade scene, at least when it was huge, it's like you just go in there and you get bombarded by noise. But oh, here's this game that's just so much more louder. And the, and that when I heard that announcer just scream ultra, I figured I'm like, oh, oh I got to go see what the heck it is. But the one thing that you didn't mention, and I'm sure you meant mm -hmm. to, is just like mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct took rock and roll and video games and just meshed it so well. That game is pure, hardcore rock and roll, death metal, just in your face. And, and, and as it, a guy who loves that genre, I'm sure that's one of the reasons why you gravitated towards that game. Because, again, it did it more than Mortal Kombat. It was so much in your face and it was so loud. It was just it was something to experience. It, it was the, the soundtrack and the way the announcer was screaming ultra. I still get those rushes today, by the way. While playing, even I, I Ki three, by the way, is Ki new Ki is probably my favorite game right mm -hmm. now, and I will never stop playing that game either. I love that game to pieces because they they've done it right in my opinion. I I don't care for any Street Fighters or any of the new MKs. I'm a, I'm a Ki guy. I always have been. Going back to the Ki one scene about the the soundtrack, the characters, the fatalities, the sound, the when you did a four-hit combo or three-hit combo, it was like triple, you know, like quad. You would hear, you would yes. hear all that stuff, you know, hyper, you know, king combo. It was great to hear that stuff. And it was in your face, and people would, like, look at you when they did that combo. Like, yeah, I just did this. You, you know, know besides like... besides KI3, the Xbox game, and mm -hmm. listen, I know what Street Fighter Four did for the community. It, uh, it revived mm -hmm. it. But in my opinion, yep. the last two great fighting games, at least for this generation, again, this is just my opinion, games that got it mm -hmm. right, was KOF 13 and KI3. You know, if you're a big KOF fan, 13, it just it, the way it was animated, the music, and every, it, it felt like such an old school KOF. At least to me, it did. You know, and then I there's KI3. It. Oh, you, you missed out. That is I a never, really great. No, I mean, guess what? Maybe I'll play it. I'll play it now. Is it worth playing? Yeah. Honestly, I mean, it's Steve. Is the online is the online still active for that game? At least on Steam. Yeah, well, the the, the, net, co the net code sucks, but that hey, okay. listen, you, you you don't have to play. It's just no, no. But I like good games. I started playing Samurai Showdown. By yeah, the way, that's a great one. game. And and uh, I I want to learn it. And I I I am just a guy who likes to play fighting games, but not Street Fighter, not MK. It's just not my thing. I want to find something. I mean, I was playing that that uh, them fighting herds. 
or whatever. I was I playing that I, game. I don't know what that is. I, I, that's the freaking that was like the My Little Pony fighting game. I played that. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm not kidding. It's it's fun. I want to play like that's kind of like Skullgirls yeah. a little bit, you know. But I want to find games like that and play because you just I want to have fun. I love fighting games. I only play fighting games. People ask me today. You want to have fun? People ask me today. They're like, they're like, what kind of games do you play? I'm like, I play fighting games. They're like, what? I'm like, fighting games. They're like, oh, uh, what? I'm like, fighting games, like Street Fighter. You know? Like, no, we don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, I know you don't know what that is because fighting games is one percent of the gaming community. We're not even on the map. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. The FTC. You, okay, fighting games themselves are the. Uh, I. I think they are the lowest popular games. Period. Oh, yeah. no, there's it, nothing it, bigger. I'm pretty sure. There's nothing it's 100%, lower. 100. Yeah. There, there's yeah, a, there's nothing that um. What's the best way to put it? That basically it, it doesn't attract eyeballs like something like a like a Counter Strike tournament would. You correct. Know, like a, you got like game. You got like gears. You got the first person shooters, which are the number one games. Mm -hmm. You have the strategy games, which are like the StarCraft, WarCraft three stuff, mm -hmm. and D of D course. Dota. You have um, uh, racing games and sports games, like yeah, FIFA and all for that stuff. Forza is huge, you know. Yeah, and then and, and then you have um, I would say then you have like uh, another genre of, of of like oh then you have the MMOs, you have all that stuff. Even and I think fighting games are actually yeah you have fighting games is actually last I think, 100% dead last. So it's the hardest. Those are the hardest games. From your so, experience, I, I mean, you you mm -hmm. don't you don't play the new stuff. You said it yourself, but you're very well aware of it. Is it because of the skill barrier? Is it too high compared to those other uh, other genres? No, there's no there's no fun in it for me. There's no, it's not uh, playing online. Playing people in their underwear doesn't really it doesn't really thrill me. Like playing somebody on an arcade and bumping them a little. That's the you know what I mean. Like for me, yeah. I lost the feel of it when when the home when it came out to home versions. KI3, I, I I mute everyone because all they're going to do is talk crap, and I'm okay with that. Talk all the shit you want. I don't care. I don't want to be distracted because back in the day, if you started doing that to somebody, they're going to punch you in the face. You know what I mean? They can't do that right now. Right now, they're just going to talk crap about you. And I was like, I, I, can't, I can't get into it unless you're sitting right next to me. I'm that old school. I that fighting games to, and it, yeah, the, that's why I love that's why I love the tournament scene so much. Today you could do MK11, whatever. MK11. They could they could go to a tournament scene, sit side by side. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But I cannot practice uh, offline because I got nobody to play. I can play my kids. But I don't understand the concept of online play. So it took me uh, six months to learn how to play KI with the leg in my head. Right. You understand what I mean? Yeah, I am no, not I used to that at all. So here you go. Ryan from the UK, Ketchup. Mm -hmm. He's 28. I'm double his age pretty much. He is such a good sport that he will host. He'll let me host so I have no leg. So he'll play with the leg because he's used to the leg. That's how bad I am at the new games. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I cannot adjust to the delay. It's pathetic, I know. But that's my life. I don't know anything else. You know? Going back, um, yep. You know, going back before uh, offline tournaments, at least the big things we know now, 
Mortal Kombat Four, and I know we're going back, uh, but it's you okay. know this is this is obvious to your history. Mortal Kombat Four comes out, arcades are dying, you know, part of your youth is dying, and eventually the home consoles they they catch up with the arcade hardware. I mean that that's mm-hmm. why that's why arcades lasted so long. The the consoles like Super Nintendo and NES and Genesis they were just not they were not closed. I believe the Sega Saturn was one of the first systems where you could actually get arcade perfect ports of some uh, some fighting games like the Versus series, and like Action Street Fighter, Neo Geo. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Even though mm-hmm. it cost like almost a thousand dollars to get, it, it was yep. basically arcade perfect. You're an arcade mm-hmm. kid. You're an arcade man. You lo- you will love arcades the rest of your life. Arcade scene is dying. You know, t- take take us through that that emotion that you're feeling, that something that you've given up so so much of your time to, something that got you a lot of friends, some of your closest friends, some of your closest allies. Hell, maybe some enemies as well. Some some good mm-hmm. grudge matches with people from Chicago. What, what, what's what's going through your mind knowing that this is coming to an end? That was the biggest hurt of my entire life. Seriously. I, I, you guys, could, like I said, you could say what you guys want to say. I met the best friends of my life playing that game. I had great memories, experiences of tournaments and offline, just playing people and just meeting people and doing things every day. When that ended, I felt like a part of me was removed. I'm serious. It was arcades were everything to me. It was my social life. I met. I probably even met. I mean, I met everyone that I know that they, I still talk to these people today. It, it's it was such a hurt for me. I remember they were saying we're gonna go home and play MK. I, I'll never forget these stories. We go home. We had the PlayStation One, that big blunk clunky thing on the yes. bed with that stupid controller. I remember, and I was like, "What? What are we doing, guys? Like, what? What is? What is going on here? What is this? You know?" And I remember the loading times on the PS1. Like, oh my god. Like, oh, just, this is fucking bullshit. Like, I I was so pissed off. And I was like, let's go to the arcades. But there was none. They were, I mean, everything was gone. Something to to what you're going to say, Shang Tsung yep. couldn't even morph in PS1 version of MK. We, he was banned or he wasn't even in the game. Because if you did a morph, it had to load all the character. It was like, yes. so you weren't allowed to play him. Or there was a code disable him or something i don't remember but if you changed into him it was like an extra half an hour and you could hear the fucking laser you heard it back and forth trying to like load the thing i mean man when it was like the old 56k PS- modems yeah when the ps1 came out i uh i i literally shed a lot of tears it was my whole life was was just i'm 47 this year so, I was in the prime era of when you... I mean, remember Karate Kid, right? Where did they go? They went to the arcade. They went to the arcade. That's what you did when you were a kid. You went to the arcade. You went to the movies. You went to the arcade. There was no malls and stuff. They really hung out the malls. That's new stuff. We went to the movies. You played mini golf. Or you, uh, you went to an arcade. Everybody went. And it was always... Problems at the arcades. It was fights at the arcades. I believe the arcades closed down because of uh, it was too much gang-related stuff at the arcades. Not, not not actual gangs, but groups of people who would consider themselves like tough guys. Yes. 
they were bothering kids and stuff. So arcades were shut down because of the PG-13 and up of it. You know what I mean? Because the kids. It was one of the factors, yes. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was, of course, it was the PS1. Was the PS1 was the destroyer of the arcades, and there was too much bullying and stuff like that, things like that. But we we took people in back then. We hung out with all different age groups. I remember f- my friends from the arcades calling their mothers because they wanted to hang out with the older kids, and their mothers would let them. That was pretty cool. Kids I know today who are I'm 47, so I know like a bunch of really good MK players who are about 10 years younger than me, who are 40 now, but they had to ask their parents to hang out with us. Facts, man. I can get them all online. Facts. Like they'd be like, oh, I'm hanging out with Nit today, and uh, he's got a car. He's gonna take us to Spaceplex. Can we go? And then I had to meet them, meet the parents, and they'd be like, ah, he's okay. You can take my son. You know what I mean? Like I remember all this stuff, and those were like. Those were like my memories of my childhood, which I will never forget. I, I will never forget those days. Those those days were so important to me. They made everything of who I am and who I was. And they just got stripped and dead. And then I can, you can even continue. I know we're running short on time, but I can bring up the last part of this story, which you'll even like. So 20 years go by, okay? And I meet Matt. And now I've, let's say, 92, 93, 94, 96, so 2006, 2006, no, 15 years go by, okay, roughly, 2010, I don't know, Matt's good with numbers, no, I'm not, I went on Xbox Live, this is the greatest story, you guys will love this, really, somebody told me, somebody told me UMK3 came out on the, on Xbox 360, I'm yes. like, I'm going, I'm going to buy that shit today. I'm going to the store. I'm going to beat everyone's ass. I'm going to kill everyone. That's what exactly what I said. So Can I, I ask you a question before you go to yeah, the store? Yeah, sure. Did you sure. buy the console just for that game? Oh, you love this. Yes, I'm getting to that. Check okay. this out. I'll, I'll, I let, went... I'll let you get to that part because you're going to laugh at what I have to say. Facts. This is all facts. I went to the I went to, the, to um whatever the hell they I don't dude I don't even know the names of the stores anymore in in, in the U S what would you GameStop I went to Fun, GameStop uh, Funko Land so, <laughs> yeah one of those I mean we don't have that stuff here. we we have like weird stuff here but um we get our stuff at Media Market or El Giganten or something like that so anyway so like we we I went to I went to um. I went to GameStop. It was what? What else was there? It was GameStop, Funko Land. What else? There's one more. E, Wasn't there uh, one more? E, what was it, Steve? EB Games or? EB Games. Yeah, EB, EB Games. Funko Land. Something else. Uh, that was the only one right. I really could let's, remember. Let's let's call let's call it GameStop because yeah. I knew I know there's another one. I, no, maybe it was Circuit City or something like that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> wow. Circuit so I went to City. yeah yeah yeah. Dude, I'm old. So I I I will never forget this day. You guys are gonna die laughing. I went, I went, uh, I went inside, and I was like, "Can I have an Xbox 360?" They're like, "Sure." They're like, "Would you like your copy of Gears of War, sir?" I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I'm like, "What is that?" They're like, "Gears of War." I'm like, you, "Why are you buying an Xbox 360? This is the game." I'm like, "No, I'm, I'm here to play UMK3." And they're like, "What? What is that?" <laughs> oh I'm my like, god! Come I don't on. know. I need to buy. Th- I'm like, I need to buy that game. I'm like, "Where's the disc?" You know? They're like, "Sir." We don't know what you're talking about. They're like, they're like, but we could give you like five dollars off if you buy uh, Gears of War. I'm like, dude. I'm like, put that shit down. 
I'm like, just give me the console. I'll figure it out. I went home and I, I went on the forums and I'm like, all right, I got my Xbox. Now what? They're like, well, you need to get on Xbox Live and buy the game on there. I'm like, huh? I'm like, where do I buy the disc that I put in to play UMK3? I'm like, where do I buy this stuff? They're like, dude, you, you got to get with the times. You need like a good internet connection. And uh, I'm like, I have that. And and they're like, you need to you need to like go online. It's like ten dollars. I'm like ten dollars, great. So I finally figured out how to get on, right? I get on, I, I open up the box, I pull out this like this thing. I'm like, what is what what is this thing? I'm like, what is this? Like, where's the stick? You know, like, and 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 I'm like, I'm seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm, this is all true. This is all true. I never played any home version. I didn't give a shit about any of that stuff. So I started going on the forums. So I, that's when I went on Ultimate MK, which was Matt's site. Yes. So I'm like typing on there. I'm just like, where the F do I find the freaking arcade stick? I need to. There's got to be something that you plug into the thing so I can play the thing with the thing. You know, I was trying to tell people, like, I need this thing, you know? And they're like. Like old stereo like, instructions, right? Yeah, yeah, they, no, they they told me they go. There's a guy named uh, Dark Templars or something like that. I don't even remember the guy's name. Mm -hmm. Whatever. The Dark Templars. Dude, I remember them. It, it was either him or someone someone else. That guy retired from making sticks, but he's like, I'll make you one. So I'm like, I'll pay you 200 bucks, man. It took him like two months to get. Meanwhile, everyone's playing the game, and I'm sitting there like, damn it, I can't do anything with this thing. <laughs> so then. Couple months go by. I know, I know, I can talk forever. Go Couple ahead, months go, go by, right? I get the stick in the mail. It came in with like newspapers. I tore it all out. And I'm like, oh my god, this is great. I plugged it in, and uh, the run button and the low punch button were swapped. Oh god. So I had to like go on the forums and ask what to do, and I fixed it myself. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you know? And I'm like, none of these guys have a chance. I'm like, they're all dead everyone i'm like i will beat every one of these guys you know what happened i won nothing i won like two matches out of a thousand and i was great at the game you know why i'm great at that game i couldn't beat anyone i was like <laughs> what happened you know i was like what it what how is this possible and then people are like oh it's the leg i'm like nah i'm like i figured out that day that i was bad at these games that day which was what 2006 when yes, that shit came that's out. When that game I'm, came like, I'm like, I'm like officially I suck. And then I found out about Mame and Matt and all those billion players who did billion hit combos, and I was like, yeah, I'm not good. <laughs> when I contacted all my friends, all my old people like Jimmy, Jimmy, we're not good at those games. We're done. I'm like, we're done. We're history. It's over. I'm like, we're done. And then Jimmy started coming back to tournaments, and then we're here. And that's like how it is. Like, that's our story. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I wanted to bring up the uh, UMK3 on the 360 because now that you say mm -hmm. that, you're the, you're the only second person I know who literally bought a console just for one game. Care to yep. take a guess who the first is? Uh, let me see. If it's if it's one of the old guys that we play. I mean, I don't know if it was Matt. Maybe it was Matt. I'm not nah. sure. I know Matt did the same. He might have been the third then. No, nah, I, I don't know. I, I, no, the first guy I know who ever did that, Crazy Dominican. He literally, oh, yeah, of course. He literally went out, bought a 360. Because, listen, when that game dropped on the 360, it, it, it's just an influx of people. It's like, wait, what? That thing is like my childhood. 
You're damn right. Yep. And this and it was as close to arcade perfect as you could get at the time. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, online play and everything like that. But um, you, you know, like you said, uh, going going back before that amazing story. I love that story, by the way. Like Dude, you said, you know, so your your childhood, you felt like it was taken away. It was. And and, and cuz you you said it yourself, you, you really you really, you know, you just stopped cuz you don't take anything uh finding game consoles seriously. You're an old school player. No. I mean, you all well, you kind of do because you still do show up at events, but that's just to support, right? That's just I, to see a lot for, of your friends. I do it for the love of people. I love my guys. We were always the table of MK guys. We never gave a shit who played the game. It didn't matter who it was. We did it for the love of what we grew up with. And that's why I'm so happy. That's why I'm so proud of Matt. Because he's probably, he probably gets paid the least. He probably gets the least recognition. He probably gets the least. The dude just shows up. He just shows up and plugs stuff in. His own money. His own hard work. We just supported that game till this day. And I met the best friends of my life, including you. I met you playing MK2. Yes. I am. I cherish all the memories I have of every single one of the people that I ever met playing that game because it meant so much to me. That's why I do not support the toxic community that it is today. I could take toxicity in person because you're going to get punched in the face. I can deal with getting punched in the face. But I'm not going to deal with these accusations of what's going on and all this crap about all this stuff that's showing up with the FTC. It saddens me. It just makes me feel so sad compared to, you know, all this, all this, uh, this stuff that's going on nowadays. It's awful. It's awful. And I wish that it ended. And, you know, the humans themselves are just all mad, mean people. I loved the way it was. I wanted to go back to the way it was. It was so simple and nice, you know? And that's the thing for me. That's the thing that hurts the most. I could shed a tear right now. That's how bad <laughs> I missed it. I miss it, man. I miss I miss it so much. It's awful. Well, it listen, really man. Summoning, Knit, it was a lot of fun, and I'm sure this is just the first episode of Many with you. I want to oh, thank you I'll again. Just... I'll I'll bore everyone. Don't worry. No, That's no, my favorite thing you, to do. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't boring us here, man. We we enjoyed it. A lot of laughs. It's actually very good to get guys like you on. You guys lived, you know, the arcade scene. You may not be into the what the FGC is now, but mm-hmm. uh, again, and I and I've said it before. You're a well hidden secret within the FGC. The people who know you, they love you. You're a very welcoming guy. Very knowledgeable. Sure, a lot of people here are going to be like, oh, he's just another MK guy. Nobody really cares. But no, you're knowledgeable about everything. You're you're like Matt. Matt thing. people have this weird idea that Matt is just an MK player. But no, it's it's just you guys love fighting games. It's the genre that you decided to to cling on Mm -hmm. to because it's what made you happy. It was, I'll end it at this. It was a lifestyle. It was everything for us yeah it could you could it could sound lame to people but nowadays you can go online you could go out well the covid times whatever we didn't have anything like that you couldn't really go anywhere where are you gonna go you could go on we used to hang out in parking lots we took take our cars hang out in parking lots have a nice time we had freaking lawn chairs in our trunks that's what we did there was nothing you could do back then Anything you did, you'd get in trouble with the law. I mean, you couldn't really go. Where, where could you go? 
Well, we went to the arcade. And when that part of your life is stripped away, when your main livelihood was taken from you, that's what the kids today don't know. That's the thing that I wanted to like bring up today. It's very important. To, it was very important to me. So I'm glad I got to share that with you guys. Yeah, well, just like it was important to you, it's like, you know, with the COVID-19 um, going on, that has been taken away from them because yes. they can't go out to a weekend. They, they, they know the feeling that you had when arcades died down. Fortunately for them, it, theirs is going to come back some way or another. Nowadays, arcades are just fun centers. I don't know how you feel. What, how do you feel about arcades basically being just fun centers more often these days than, you know, than what you remember well, them to be? Well, I know time is cutting short here, but yeah, I, could, yeah. I could tell you the one thing that saved us in New Jersey. We have Yestercades. Yes. And uh, Ken is place. a very good friend of mine. He's one of my... I think I was the first. I think I was the first uh, transaction he ever had. I remember. I think I was the first person ever, and uh, we gave him our MK3 machine. That's our machine in the Red Bank's uh, yes. location, and uh, I would give it to him any day of the week because he he's re, he's bringing back the he's brought back, and the guy's amazing. I mean, he's made tons of money. He's he's, he's hurt now by COVID. Cause, of course, because his course. business took a huge hit. But it's guys like him who bring back memories for guys like us, and I appreciate people like that. So, okay, if anybody who's doing it nowadays in, in the real way, the guy there's a guy in Deptford Mall in New Jersey, mm -hmm. the guy who's the guy who's bringing back the arcades, not for the fun stuff, for for the fighting, for the for the yes, old. Field. I'm more aware, yeah, I'm more have, aware of him. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally have a huge respect for those guys, and thanks to for bringing those you know, those memories back. That's pretty much all we have, though. Well, listen, man, again, I want to thank you once again. Uh, do you have any social media outlets where anybody can meet you? I know you do Combat Network at night. You do a lot of streaming, yes. a lot of KI, a lot of old yes. uh, MK stuff. But what are some of your other um, social media outlets? All right, so if anybody cares about MK1, MK2, KI Original, or KI3, um... UMK a little. Um, I do Combat Network on Twitch uh, pretty much every night from... Actually, I'm on Swedish time, so it would be like, uh, let's say, 4 p.m. for you guys till about 1 in the morning. Uh, sorry, 1 for me. 4 to 7 for you guys. 4, 4 p.m. to 7 Eastern. And then I'm on Twitter, uh, Summoning666 on Twitter. And mostly music talk and uh, stuff like that. And Facebook, I'm on there. Uh, and uh, I think that's all. <laughs> I don't even remember. Those are it. So you guys can hit me up on that. And if anybody ever wants to play us in old games, you're welcome. Well, so. guys, that's it for this episode. Summoning, once again, thank you very much for joining us. I'm sure we will talk again. I have to get you and James set, you know, just a nice little sit down and we could that'll go be, further. That'll be in, the show of the century. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's definitely going to be a heck of a lot more. You guys have fun this episode. I know I did. Again, this was Summoning, and thanks a lot, guys. I'll talk to you next time, and have yourself a good evening. Thank thanks, brother. You. That was a lot of fun, good man. Good night. Yes, it was. Yeah. This has been 
a KPB Media Works production. <laughs>